0: I'm Amber Peterson and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 34, Your Family Relationships and Money. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together hello and welcome everyone to mamas and money we are just so thrilled to have you here today my name is amber peterson and i of course am your host and here at mamas and money we want to help you create confidence with your money, because when you have confidence in your money and in what you can do and accomplish with money, then you can create the life you love for you and your family and your business. And I have a very special guest on here today, Miss Emma Lou or Mrs. Emma Lou Penrod. She is a family relationship coach. And I want you to get to know her because I think there's a huge connection between money and
1: our family relationships. So, welcome, Emma Lou. Thank you, Amber. I am honored to be here, and I love what you're doing because money is a major issue in families.
0: Absolutely. So I want our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So how did you come to be a family relationship coach? Tell them a little bit about your kind of your journey to that point.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a retired school teacher, So, and I worked mostly with students with special needs. So during my career, I, of course, I grew up in a family, I raised a family, but I saw the stress that families are under. And I think families, parents today, are dealing with challenges no previous generation had to deal with. My Mm -hmm. children are all adults. So I'm, I'm looking at it from that perspective. But as I prepared to retire from a career, very rewarding career of teaching, I knew I wanted to find a way to support families, to, mm. to strengthen them. You know, Parents get so much criticism. They deal with so many challenges. There's so many forces kind of tearing, pulling at them, tearing them apart. And we need families. Families are the foundation of our society. So my dream is to make the world a better place by strengthening families. So that led me to, as I was getting ready to retire, I, I wrote a book, Navigating the Educational System. Mm-hmm. I started a podcast called In Supportive Families. And then I, I took a couple of years trying to figure out, you know, teaching and business are two different things. So they certainly months. are. <laughs> get that one sorted out. But now I am so excited. I feel like I'm getting it. And I have value to offer for families who are struggling. And I love working with you because you have some major solutions for (laughs) that.
0: Well, and you do as well. And I think sometimes we get so busy as families. We have all of the activities of our kids and just the, the basic things of feed our kids. Let's make sure that they get to school and make sure they have the, the necessities of life. So I'm really curious, Emmalou, do you find today that families just don't have the resources or they don't have the time for the resources to learn what's out there? What is putting stress on families today more than ever?
1: Well, I agree with the idea of time. Mm-hmm. Time is huge, but also there's the not knowing where to get the information. Now, now we live at a time mm-hmm. and age where we get, what do you get? What? A hundred emails every day. You get on social media and you have ads coming at you right and left. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's overwhelming. We want to shut it down. It's really hard amidst all that noise to find a reliable source, a source we can trust. I I love the title of your Mamas and Money. That's just so down to earth. So I think some of that is not knowing where to get reliable information. And then there's the, we have the everyday. I like to say we get caught in the thick of thin things.
0: Oh, fascinating. We're so
1: caught up in what's with what's right here in front of us. Now, for example, one thing that really concerns me, breaks my heart is I understand compound interest, how it works. Mm -hmm. I know that the earlier you can start saving, the better. And it really concerns me to hear young parents say, we're just living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll worry about saving later. Yes. And by the time later comes, they don't have much time. Run out
0: of time. Yeah. As far as they might have a little bit more money, but then the time, especially like you said, for compound interest, they've lost on valuable time that they could have used to grow that and build that. And I love that you bring that up because money can be a huge stressor on families especially if we're coming from completely different backgrounds and mindsets regarding money we all of a sudden bring these two people together who now want to formulate this beautiful thing we call family and then you might have one person in the marriage saying hey I think we should save. The other one may say, Hey, I think we should spend. Or they might say, Hey, I don't want to talk about money because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Or you shouldn't be doing this with money. And it can bring a lot of different tensions. I'm curious from your perspective, Emily, and the people that you've worked with, what have you seen as far as money and relationships and especially family relationships? What does that look like? And, you know, do you have advice for those that are having that contention in their in their family life?
1: You know, you mentioned several. Possibilities. There's one mm. more. They're both spending. I
0: oh, hope that's a good point. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so, okay, money is one of those emotionally laden topics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For some of us, it's almost our sense of self worth. I deserve to get a new blouse. I've mm. been working so hard. What do you mean? You're taking something away from me that is just part of who I am. So it can Mm -hmm. be very painful. And then, as you said, you have different backgrounds. You could have someone who was raised by parents who just, if they saw something and wanted it, they bought it and just pulled out the credit card. And, you know, I've talked to some families who view filing bankruptcy as a financial option. And Mm -hmm. technically, legally, it is. But I can't recommend it. I'm sure you can talk more about that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: yes, it causes this contention. Now, any contention can disrupt a relationship. It can break up a family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when it's a an issue as vital to the family as money, and you know, there's the attitude about money too. Mm-hmm. Do we view it as an evil thing? Do we, is it an embarrassing thing that we don't want to talk about? Or do we see the good that money can do? Mm-hmm. Money can help us reach our goals. It helps us provide for our children. So step one is ideally, ideally they, this conversation should happen before the marriage.
0: hmm just
1: what's your attitude about money? How do you manage your money? They should sit down and view each other's bank account. How much credit card debt do you have? I've known of several couples who had no idea until after they were married that by that, by marrying this person, they just incurred their debt. Mm -hmm. So, and now if you didn't do that, now you're married It's still time to, you know, set the stage. Okay, so this needs to be a time when both of you can feel calm and relaxed and comfortable. And you're going into it using curiosity rather than judgment. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're not going to attack each other. We're not going to play the blame game. Let's just lay out the facts. Let's just go ahead, print out the bank account, take a look at the credit cards, Take a look at all of our bills. Let's just lay it out. Okay, let's start with what is our income? Now, what are our obligations? And, and it's always an eye-opener when you start subtracting the obligations from the income. Mm-hmm. And again, you're, you're reminding, I love you. We're a team. We're doing this together. We're finding a solution. This is all part of resolving conflict with respect rather than contention so you're you're open-minded you're listening to each other you are using empathy you know put yourself in the other person's shoes rather than saying you don't need a manicure every week what are you Mm -hmm. talking? you know or Mm -hmm. you don't need to go out with your buddies, understand the other person's feelings. And if it's a safe place, and each person is free to say, this is what this means to me, then you can go through that list of expenses and decide which ones can we eliminate. Yeah. And if you have a reason to eliminate one, that's powerful. You, you decide together, we want to start a college fund for our children. And that's important to both of you. You're both committed to it. Now you have a reason to go through that list and say, you know, maybe I don't, maybe we really don't need to eat out three times a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe we could really eliminate this expense. So that's where you start, but you've got to start from a place of love and mutual respect. You're not going to, start accusing each other. You're just going to listen. You're working together to find a solution that benefits both of you. Both of you can agree to. And as your children get older, I say involve your children.
0: Let them understand
1: how money works and, you know, help them understand why you're telling them to turn off the lights all the time
0: that there's a consequence on the other side of that, whether that's good or bad. If we don't use as much electricity, the bill's not quite as high, but sometimes kids don't see that. They just see the first part of, hey, turn off the lights, but they don't know why we're asking them to do that. I think that's a great point, Emily. And I love what you said that it's powerful for a couple that is married to make a unified decision together, not just one spouse driving it and the other one just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll follow along to keep the peace. But instead, both parties coming together and saying, this is what we want. This is what we want to create. And they made that decision together, how much more unifying that is and powerful to to help the family get where they need to be.
1: And and it's more than just going along. Mm -hmm. It builds up resentment. And if you allow that resentment to start to grow, it undermines love. And destroys yes. happiness in a marriage.
0: Yeah, so are you referring to like if one spouse is if making a decision and the thing, other one's just like, fine, I'll go along? Exactly. Think, oh, okay,
1: yes. Exactly, that's oh. why the decision needs to be made together. And that saver who feels like we cannot spend a penny more than mm-hmm. this amount mm-hmm. may need to relax a little and just give a little. But if they're making the decision together, If they're deciding that our relationship is more important than money, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we want to be together.
0: I I think that's a great point, hon, is when you say this is what we want for our family. This is the relationship we want. This is what we want to create. That's got to be bigger than maybe the judgments we have about money too often if you've seen this in the clients that you work with and families that you've worked with is if they don't have that as a center goal is wanting to build the marriage they want wanting to build the family life that they want and maybe letting the judgments of money take over and take place of that what does that do to their marriage when it's more about oh he spent too much money there or she spent too much money there he's controlling the money and I don't have any money or, you know, he wants to spend money on this and I don't agree. Give me your perspective, Emily. What happens at that point? And is there something that couples can do to overcome that?
1: Well, it invites, it brings in discord, Yeah. contention. Now there's just this constant argument going that can't mm-hmm. be resolved because each person is only seeing their perspective. They're only seeing what they want. They're not listening to understand their spouse. That's
0: a good point. And that
1: constant contention wears people down. Pretty soon you're forgetting why you got married. You're forgetting why you fell in love with this person. And you're just focusing on how they're driving you crazy. And unfortunately, if we get married with the idea that this other person is going to fulfill my needs and be exactly what I want them to be, Mm -hmm. you're going to be disappointed because nobody can do that.
0: You know, that's a really good point that you bring up. And I'd love you actually to go into a little bit more detail of that. When you see the romantic comedies and they say, you complete me and we live happily ever after. But can somebody really bring us true happiness? Or can they really be everything, this perfect being (laughs) for us? Like you said, it's going to disappoint us. So speak a little bit more about that.
1: Happiness comes from within. Someone else can't make us happy. We make ourselves happy by appreciating what we have rather than dwelling on what we don't have. By, with gratitude, by being grateful Mm -hmm. and by working on ourselves and becoming, I think becoming a better person is a lifelong pursuit. Mm -hmm. And so if we marry someone expecting them to make us happy, will be disappointed. We have just given them an impossible task. <laughs> yes. They yes. can't do that. But if we marry a companion, someone that we can work with, we can work right beside them, and we have common goals, we want the same things and not exactly the same. I, I think of a Venn diagram, you know, those overlapping. Oh circles. yeah, the circles. Mm-hmm. Yes. So You maintain your own individuality. So the outside of the circles, that's you. And you may still have things you enjoy doing, hobbies, friends, that you don't share in common. And that just allows you to maintain your identity. That's healthy. Mm -hmm. And then where the circles overlap, this is where you're working together for something you want. And I should have mentioned even more important than College Fund for Children is Maybe you want to get into your first house. I think that's a big one for this generation. Mm -hmm. Getting into your first house and you're deciding, what am I willing? Okay, you're together. You're a team and you're saying, what are we both willing to give up to reach this goal of getting into our first house rather Mm -hmm. than each accusing the other? You're working together on it. Yes,
0: it's such great information. And I think too, you said something earlier where you say, be open. Not judgmental, but be willing to be open and communicative, especially when you lay out all the things, right? Especially when it comes to money. And that sometimes in and of itself can be really hard to do in a marriage because then when it comes to money, money, there's no emotion there, but we can bring up a lot of our things regarding
1: money when we We see it. So we can project so much emotion on money. Mm -hmm. It's the attitude. It's, it's how, it's how we grew up. A lot you know, we, I think we adopt the attitude our parents had mm-hmm. about money. And a lot of times because our parents are trying to help us, they may say, thing, say things like money doesn't grow on trees.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to save for a rainy day. And so that makes us kind of fearful. Mm-hmm. And instead of realizing that we control our money, we start to feel like our money controls
0: us. Exactly. So do you find that too, Emilo? that kind of mindset? in a relationship, that money is in control and we're not in control, that that also leads to a lot of
1: discord around money. Despair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, they can. I mean, they can be mutual in their misery, but they're not accepting responsibility. They're not recognizing we can change this. Mm-hmm. We can take control and we can decide where our money grows yeah, you, know, you talked about marrying someone expecting that they will complete you mm-hmm. or make you happy. Another unfair expectation is maybe at the time you marry, you both have good paying jobs. And so you're thinking, this person will always provide for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, oh, another issue. If the woman wants to be a stay-at-home mom, they have children and she wants to be able to stay home and care for them. They need, that needs to be discussed. Is Mm -hmm. that the husband's goal too? Or is he expecting her to keep working and providing her income?
0: That's a great point. Now, we've talked a little bit about maybe some discord that can happen, but if you have a couple that says, look, we've maybe had some trouble in the past, but we really want to make this positive going forward. We want to create the life we want. I love that you said it comes within us and we have the power to change it. It's money doesn't happen to us, we then get to go out and create and have an abundance with money. What advice would you give to help a couple that wants to have an abundance, but maybe doesn't know how to get started?
1: Well, start by living on less than you make. And it sounds hard, but you can do it again. If you have that goal, you know what you want. You want to get into your first house. If I can share a personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. As I, as a young mother myself, I remember times when my husband had his own business. So there were times when it was, we were fine. And then there were other Mm -hmm. times it was a lean month Mm -hmm. and we would make the decision We're going to have to give up this. And we would make it together. Yes, I know. We we need to give this up. And I would feel like, oh, it's going to hurt so bad. Mm. And it didn't. Mm. We were fine. In fact, even when we could afford it, we didn't go back to it. We didn't miss it. So a lot of it is... Knowing connecting with your values and knowing what you really want out of life and you'll find that there are a lot of things you're spending money on that are not fulfilling you. Maybe you're spending it out of habit or to look good, to keep up with what you think other people expect of you.
0: Mm, That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. I think it alludes to something you mentioned earlier that when you make those decisions together and you realize you really didn't need that, how freeing is that for a couple to be like, you know what, we thought we needed it, but we didn't. And now look how much happier we are because they are now saving maybe towards their goal of getting into our first home or they're not fighting as much over money because they're unified in their decision going forward. I love that.
1: Another thing that brings unity is if you have children agree that you both want what is best for your children. Mm -hmm. And what kind of a home do you want them to grow up in a home where the parents are constantly arguing over money, Mm -hmm. a home where there's, you know, there's stress. You can walk in a home. Quite often I will go to people's homes. You know, we, we start out by with a home visit and you can feel it when you walk in that room Mm -hmm in that home, you can feel if there's tension, if there's mm. strife, or if there's a relaxed and loving atmosphere. Well, children are very sensitive. Some parents will say, well, we stayed together for the sake of the kids. You know, if they can sense that tension, that animosity. Yeah. So for the sake of your children, you want to resolve any issue that's becoming between you. You want to resolve it for your own happiness to strengthen your own marriage and that relationship, but also so that your children have that benefit of growing Mm -hmm. up in a peaceful harmonious home that's huge
0: it is and isn't that a better way we'd all want to live (laughs) I mean because I don't think anyone goes into their relationship or even just if we take took a day at a time saying oh I want to argue today or I want to fight or I want to feel bad (laughs) about money we don't want that but too often we sometimes go there by default because we're used to doing it all the time but to let them know there's a different way
1: it becomes a pattern okay another example When we got married, my husband was in the military. And then when he got out, he was working. We had children and he was working and going to school full time. So I didn't have much time to spend with him. Mm -hmm. And one day it dawned on me, I just have some precious time with him in the evening. I can spend it. We can spend it in love or we can spend it in fight. And I remember resolving that I would not. Unless it was an issue that affected my self-esteem, my personal safety, the petty little things, I just decided I'm just going to let that go. I would rather spend the time in love than in fight. Uh-huh. And I think that's another decision that needs to be made. What are the rules of engagement? Because you know you're going to have conflict. Conflict is you can't have a marriage without conflict. You just, anytime. Two people sharing a living space. It's, you know, sharing finances. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. So it would really be good if during that, when you're falling in love and saying, okay, right now it's real great, but at some point we're going to have a disagreement. So let's establish what are the rules of engagement? How are we going to resolve that conflict? And you can start Mm. setting rules. Okay, we agree. We're not going to swear at each other. We're not going to raise our voices. We're not going to bring out old issues. We will take the issue. We'll listen to each other with respect. We'll collaborate and work together and find a solution for this issue that has come between us. Because our relationship is more important to us than any issue that will come between us. You can do that. You can establish that before you get married. And if you didn't, that's okay. It's never too Mm -hmm. late. Even if you've been married 20, 30 years, you can still have the discussion, start the conversation. How can we improve our relationship? And if it's about money, okay, let's this big, ugly elephant in the room that we're (laughs) too afraid to talk about. Mm -hmm. Let's get it out here. Let's sit down here at the table. Let's lay out all the facts, curiosity over judgment. Mm Mm-hmm let's take care of it.
0: I love that so much. And just a couple things you mentioned is you made the choice. You made the choice to say, you know what, I don't want this to come between me and my husband. And I love that because I think so often we feel like we don't have a choice. We just have to address these issues to feel better. But it's like, no, I'm making a choice for me. And like you said, it's internal. So you, you get to make that choice. It's empowering because you know, you can make that choice at any time to say, this is what I want it to look like. This is what I'm choosing to do. I'm choosing to let that go so we can build a better relationship. And I love that you talk about the rules and the engagement too, because you guys get to decide even beforehand before there's an issue to say, this is how we're going to treat each other. This may be a hard topic to talk about. This might be uncomfortable for both of us, but let's go beforehand and say, this is how we want to treat each other. We want to show love to each other and be open with each other. So I love that you're kind of establishing already those ground rules. So then, you know, going into it exactly how you want to feel and think about it going forward. And so it brings just a a better way of interacting, of communicating to, to accomplish ultimately those goals you have for you and your family.
1: And know this person you're about to marry. I I heard a quote mm. recently. It was something to the effect that it's really hard it's hard to divorce someone who is abusive or cruel. The best way to prevent that is not to marry someone who's mm. abusive. And 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 to see in all situations, I have talked to so many women who thought, "Well, you know, I knew he had a temper, mm. you know, maybe he even slapped me." But he said he was sorry and observe each other in many different situations and see, figure out how do they handle stress and then, and then have this discussion. Okay, here are the rules. We're not going to be physically abusive. That's, that's not allowed in this relationship, but that, that would just make the marriage much easier.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes we think, well, we can't talk about that before we're married. That's uncomfortable. (laughs) And We can never talk about money because that makes us feel, you know, uncomfortable, but I think I know, right? Because we somehow feel like if we bring it up, maybe that drives the loved one away, or maybe they're not going to want to marry me anymore. But really it's those issues when you bring them up and really work through them as a couple together. It only strengthens your relationship, but then it goes in with a unified team to say, this is how we're going to meet those challenges. And it'd be so fascinating to see how many things they could have avoided just by having that conversation or, and just like you said, okay, let's say we didn't do that when we, before we were married, but right now deciding together as a couple today, okay, going forward, this is how we want to treat each other.
1: I love those words going forward. You can't change the past. The only thing you can do with the past is learn from it
0: hmm. And to remember not to bring the bad with you <laughs> to the future because you oh and you said something, oh, that we're not going to bring up issues from the past. I think that's so easy to do in a relationship and then say, well, remember when you did this, <laughs> especially in regards to money, but saying, OK, we're going to focus on this issue and decide how we want to make decisions going forward, which I think is beautiful.
1: And and actually listening. Now, that doesn't mean that while they're talking, you're mentally planning your response. <laughs> yes. It means you are listening to understand them. You're imagining, mm-hmm. okay, now what would it be like to be them? And that way, Absolutely. a husband can, can understand why his wife feels like she needs a manicure every week. Mm-hmm. A wife can understand what it means to her husband to travel to a sports game or mm. you're understanding. Okay, I understand what that means to you. And sometimes just knowing that someone (laughs) understands you, if you feel like they don't understand, you are going to hold on to that. You are not taking that from me. Mm -hmm. But if you know, they know how I feel. Okay, I can make that sacrifice for now. Knowing that later I'll be able to do that again.
0: And you're at a a level and an understanding as a couple where then you can move forward. Maybe I'm giving up something right now, like just like you mentioned a manicure, but I know because this is what the goal that we want Mm -hmm. and I'm willing to do that now, but he understands that or she, you know, depending on the relationship, my spouse understands that about me and they're respecting me and they're saying I know that's hard to do I know that's hard to sacrifice that but it's not forever it's just going to be until we reach the goal together
1: and, and it's easy to think well there's just this little expense it doesn't cost that much but if you have that expense every day or several times a week it adds up
0: it does and that's yeah. why I
1: like get all the facts out lay all the numbers there do yep. all the Numbers minutes.
0: don't lie <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Oh, Emily, it's been such a delight to have you on today. I appreciate you so much. Will you tell our listeners where they can find you and learn more about you and your services?
1: Well, they can go. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. My website is healingyourfamilies.com. And if they would like to learn how to take that first step, if they're, they feel like there's some areas of their family life that could do with some improvement, they can go to emalupinrod.com forward slash first step. Mm. And I'm offering free how to take that first step to go from where you are now to where you want to be in your family life.
0: I love that so much. And so I recommend all my listeners here, go speak to Emily. She is fabulous. She is wonderful to work with. And she can truly help you and your families get to where you want to be. So thank you so much, Emily. We'll definitely have you on the show again. And tell us, is do you have a show as well that they can go and look up and see more of what you do?
1: Yes. My show is on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and it's Healing Your Families.
0: I love it. And you also have a podcast as well, right?
1: That's in support of families, and it's on all of the major podcast platforms.
0: Well, perfect. Okay. So they can find you and get that free session with you. So thank you so much, Emma Lou, and we'll be talking to you again next time.
1: Thank you, Amber.
0: And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you and is that something that's serving you or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes you can reach me by email at, amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.